Hi friends, welcome to From the Core with Carly Perkins. Together, we'll explore healing modalities that decrease anxiety and stress and learn to live from a joyful, heart-centered space. After struggling with bouts of anxiety, insomnia, stress, and burnout in my 20s, I began a journey of self-healing and discovery to attract and sustain joy. This resulted in a life filled with more resilience, ease, and flow. Now in my early 30s, I've channeled my dance and fitness teaching background into a deep desire to learn about and engage with various healing resources to continue to grow and also help others integrate them into their own lives. My mission is to keep engaging with helpful healing tools so that I can empower people to find their own personal healing within their intuition and soul connection to the natural world. See you inside the podcast. Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of From the Core with Carly Perkins. I'm your host, Carly Perkins, and I'm so grateful and excited to have you here with me to learn alongside me as I dive into various healing modalities, wellness tips, and I'll bring on friends, colleagues, and professionals in various aspects of holistic healing. So for today, I thought I'd begin by talking about the solar eclipse in Sagittarius that's occurring on Monday, December 14th, so day before this podcast episode airs, and we've been feeling the energy of this potent, expansive eclipse for the last couple weeks, and I think it will bring up personal and collective feelings of you know, wanting to travel and then, you know, of course, which makes sense during the holidays, but feeling like we can't because, well, we can't (laughs) from many of us, um, it would be impossible or, you know, close to because we're sheltering in place. So we are experiencing the holiday season without our normal comforts and soothing mechanisms. And some of those ways that we comfort are, you know, they're changing and we're learning and creating new ways to be in our world, in our home. And, um, you know, with eclipses, you can have a wave of fatigue that comes on. And I've been feeling that a bit. I've actually felt more productive lately. Uh, the Leo moon served me well last weekend. But the eclipse, um, I feel like today I felt a little bit more fatigued. And so I'm just letting myself feel that and lean into that because, you know, I think that it's important to not judge ourselves too harshly and to ride the wave of, you know, how our body's feeling and just show up in the best non-judgmental way we can for ourselves and for others. It's easier to not judge others when we're not judging ourselves. So I think it's important to really cultivate a strong sense of self-awareness and self-care in this hard time so that we can extend out empathy and understanding for other people. And it really starts with the individual. So... This expansive eclipse happening in a few days is bringing up themes around travel and expansion and education, and I've definitely been feeling like learning some new topics, and I'm finishing up a life coaching certification, which is exciting, so I've been feeling the bug again to get back into my educational flow. I felt that earlier this year. It's interesting now that I think about it, I felt earlier during Gemini season, which also is very curious, and I have a Gemini moon, so that is a big part of my personality and my emotional state, wanting to, you know, ask questions and learn more and and delve into new topics, which relates to this podcast, and um, I'm feeling that energy now, which is nice after a somewhat difficult 
Scorpio season in October and November. So I felt with the recent lunar eclipse, there was a shift in energy and um, eclipses definitely have intense energy, but they're definitely not bad. They're not always super intense. It just kind of depends on you know, how you experience them in your own natal astrology chart and what's happening collectively too. So with this energy of education, expansion, this potent Sagittarius energy of, you know, desire to travel and imagining travel because many of us won't be traveling, I wanted to explore ways that we can tap into this energy at our home and find comfort and safety and security within our home this holiday season or wherever we find ourselves. So many of us won't be at home and wherever we're at looks different for each of us. So I want to talk about leaning into positive, soothing techniques and uh, ways that we can lean into cultivating more self-awareness rather than numbing because we aren't sure where to turn next. There's ways, there's many ways of tapping into our own inner knowing and lifting ourselves up with the innate wisdom that we have and we all have it. It's just a matter of tapping into it and hearing our call from the inside that's connected to divine source. I believe we're all connected. And so if we can lean into practices that help us to hear ourselves more deeply inside and to cut out extraneous information that doesn't affect us and doesn't need to affect us. I mean, it can affect us certainly, but in a way to not allow it to affect us as much, we can, you know, amp up our spiritual and healing practices to stay within our own lane and you know awareness zone of what we truly want what makes us happy and authentic joyful and that's what I'm here to help us all to do more of so that we can live with ease and flow because that's a juicy delicious place to exist in and it's easier than I certainly thought for a long time and it's easier than I think many of us perceive because we're told that life has to be difficult as slog and needs to be filled with strife otherwise you know like hustling and I don't really mind the word hustle I get it hustle but we need to think about what message that sends because you know we don't have to hustle 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 in a nine to five to have joy that's oftentimes not the way to achieve any kind of joy And that's a quick way to get to burnout and unease and escapism into a place of working and not even understanding why we're working the long hours we are. So I've been thinking about the chakras. And uh, you might have heard of the chakras before. And they're a complex energy system that came from India in ancient Vedic texts in Hinduism and you have seven chakras throughout your body 
the one that I want to explore today that has been coming up for me in this holiday season is the root chakra. So this is the lowest chakra and it is at the base of the spine uh, and in the perineum area and it's associated with the color red. And this energy correlates to our identity, the way that we find safety and security within ourselves and stability and there are ways of the chakra being blocked and feeling and being more aligned and open and healthy. So today I'll focus on what a blocked root chakra looks like and feels like and how we can open it up to feel more secure and find home within ourselves no matter where we're at. So a blocked root chakra can appear in various ways and that can be anxiety, bladder issues, constipation, issues with digestion, as well as pain in the lower back, feet, and lower extremities. So on an energetic level, feelings of unease and not feeling grounded. So feeling really like displaced and insecure, physically, emotionally insecure, and not at all rooted in the moment. So there are a few ways that I enjoy connecting to my root chakra. I love the color red. Red is... You know, we're in the holidays, so it's a great time to bring out your favorite red pieces to wear and incorporate more red in your home, which is not too difficult to do right now, That given that we have so many holiday decorations that many of us are incorporating in our home feng shui. So red candles, lights, even just like goldeny white lights to or colorful lights to cultivate that warmth, that feeling of warmth is that red warm energy so on a feng shui level which is a chinese practice um so feng shui it's you know about cultivating energy within the home and working with the elements so i won't go into that too much today but we will talk about that more in a future episode so wearing the color red calling in red energy and when i say calling in that energy what that can look like is grounding through meditation and dance and really feeling connected to the earth like um, earthing just plug into the earth with your bare feet and even if you don't have a backyard which I don't have a backyard at my place I live in a duplex style apartment and uh, I can still find connection to the root chakra by walking around my home with my bare feet and dancing playing music and just really feeling into my body in the lower extremities and moving energy there so dance is a great way to move energy that's stuck because we're opening up our body and allowing energy to flow and it's um you know where a lot of us are sitting working from home all day right now and so if we can take breaks to move our legs and feet and our our whole body but to really allow energy to flow that's been stuck throughout the day that's important 
throughout the day and at the end of the day um, and also starting the day with some sort of movement movement is really great so that we can have a clear channel for information throughout our body and really tap into our intuition. It's hard to tap into intuition when we are blocked in the various different chakras. And I think there's so much collective anxiety right now with COVID that it's important to really ground in our own sense of safety with having a healthy root chakra. So dancing, meditation is great. And when you meditate, really feel your, you know, the base of your spine lifting up and the, your bottom really planted on the ground or on a cushion and really feel that connection and be present with that. That's important. So you can be listening to a guided meditation. I have a few on this podcast and I'll be adding more regularly throughout each month as we move forward. And so connecting to that lower part of yourself and envisioning red, infusing that area and golden light. I like to envision that. Like rose gold is great too. But really that red, juicy red color and then connecting like plugging in a channel into the earth from there, from that bottom space to really connect that into the earth is a great a great place to envision yourself connecting on a deeper level. So I highly recommend that. Please send me any recommendations that you might have thought of or have practiced before to connect to your root chakra. I'm interested in learning more about the chakras and I've taken some workshops in um, chakra alignment and as they relate to the cosmos. So it's really interesting and I'm excited to dive in deeper with some experts and people who are genuinely interested in all that the chakras have to offer and can provide additional resources in that way. Another reason why I wanted to talk about the root chakra is because, as we'll discuss in a later episode with the other chakras, if our root chakra, which is the first lowest chakra, if that is not balanced, the rest of our chakras will have a hard time being balanced. So this sense of stability is important in helping the other areas of our body to stay stable and grounded and for us to find joy in those other parts of our body and self and to stay healthy in that way. So we need to think of it as laying the foundation for a house. And with doing so, we will have less fear controlling us and our decisions. And we can lead from a place of mindfulness because we will have our basic needs met in keeping this area of our body, this awareness, and everything that has to do with that type of energy in a balanced state. Another way of balancing the root chakra that I enjoy is to pair crystals with you during your meditation, kind of hold them over that area, or just surround yourself with them when you're meditating, or conjure an image of them in your in your mind's eye. So there are different crystals associated with the root chakra 
and these recommendations come from an excellent book in about crystals called Crystal RX by Colleen McCann. And I enjoy her work quite a bit. She's on Instagram at, uh, I think she's Style Rituals, and I'll include her Instagram handle in the show notes. So she recommends Fire Agate, Fire Opal, Garnet, Red Breciated Jasper, I think that's how you pronounce it, Red Tiger's Eye, and Ruby. So these are crystals that will help enhance and connect to the root chakra and help to have more bravery energy in that area and it also helps with the sex organs your sense of sensuality and sexuality survival needs as we mentioned strength um, that primal self so those are ways that you can connect to your root chakra with crystals Another way of strengthening the root chakra is to tighten up a certain area of your body, which is known as Bandha Yoga, to bring a strong flow of energy in that area and strengthen that chakra. So you've probably heard of Kegel exercises. That's one way that you can strengthen that area, and you can do that while you're meditating. And it's a really valuable practice where you're meditating, and then you're just like, tighten up your genitals in that lower area and then you release so you think of an intention and you know bring in that red energy and the themes surrounding the root chakra and then you tighten up your that area and then you release and you're like setting that intention plugging it into the earth beneath you and connecting that to your own power and so that's a really strengthening process to to get back to your own power and to feel grounded in your abilities. Another practice that I've found to be incredibly helpful throughout this year and grounding moving through COVID and many unknowns is to tap further into my understanding and habitual practice of pulling tarot cards. So I've been a fan of tarot for a handful of years now And I've had readings with established readers and started doing my own readings um, just for myself and sometimes just for friends for fun. And I have a few different decks. So the Modern Witch deck is the main one I've been using recently. And the art is really fun. So I've been, when I'm finding that I feel detached in some way or anxious and unsure pulling a tarot card with an intent behind it so um, I like to do it's it's nice to do like a three card spread past present future and ask a question shuffle the cards Um, the way that I do it is it's kind of intuitive but I um, have just started shuffling the cards the amount that feels right in that moment but I've been kind of gearing towards shuffling the amount of the month that we're in and sometimes it shifts but you can just really do whatever feels right to you there's no right or wrong way to do that I believe um, from what I've heard from established tarot readers so I ask a question and then I do a past present future spread and I will shuffle the cards and then I'll put them into three piles you know face down and then I um, put them back into one pile 
depending on you know the order I want that feels right in that moment and then I choose a car uh, three cards past present future face down and I turn them over one by one and then look into their meanings but oftentimes I'll just do a one card pull for the theme of the day and sometimes it's you know morning afternoon evening and it just depends on my mood but uh, and I don't do it every day but I do it pretty regularly I try to do that once or twice a week because it's been so like affirming and grounding and it's been a lot of fun I enjoy tarot a lot (laughs) it's just it's a great way to connect to the spirit world in a tangible way and so I have recently pulled some cards a few different times, uh, the same cards throughout the last few weeks. And one card that's been, well, actually there's two different cards I want to mention that have been coming up often for me recently. And there are two queen cards, which is exciting. (laughs) Love that queen energy. And one which feels very resonant is the queen of wands because I am a fire sign, sun sign, Leo and my moon's in Gemini, as I mentioned, and I'm a rising Libra, which is an air sign, but uh, wands denote fire in tarot, so I really connect to the imagery in this specific card. Um, In my deck, the Modern Witch deck, which I'm using right now, there is a woman, a regal queen-like lady sitting on a throne with sunflowers and there's two lion heads above her and there's a black cat next to her and I have two cats so that imagery is um, perfect for me and I've also recently pulled the queen of swords which is that air energy like Gemini and Libra and so that's been one that I've pulled oftentimes before an interview and um or before an interesting conversation where I needed to call upon that energy. So um, because she's confident, these two queens are masters of their craft and confidence and authenticity in that specific element. And they are, so for example, the queen of wands, and this is according to, I've done a, you know, a bit of, I've done a fair amount of research in tarot because I'm interested in it and I've had many readings, but this specifically comes from Biddy Tarot, B-I-D-D-Y, Tarot. And I like their site a lot because it's really easy to digest and they give you meanings for upright and upside down uh, or reversed cards. So sometimes you'll get upright or reversed cards depending on um, you know, how you shuffle the cards. And starting out, it's, I think, best to do just upright versions. Uh, it's just a little easier that way. And some Dex will give you a card or a a booklet about your cards and only give you the upright version. It's interesting to do upright and reverse because upright tarot cards will show you what's happening on the surface or like external world. And then reverse cards, based on my understanding and the research I've done, um, and Biddy Tarot is a great resource for understanding reverse cards because that shows you more of the internal work. And upright cards can still, you know, pertain to the internal world that you are facing your your emotional state but it's mostly I think on the external and then the reversed is the more internal part of that so 
yeah, it just it's great. It's really interesting, and it's been a wonderful grounding root chakra balancing practice for me to feel safe and secure and affirmed in my truth. And you know, it's important to take it with a grain of salt. I think, as with any healing modality, and that you're first, you know, checking out and see if it works for you. Uh, I definitely refer to tarot as a healing resource because it can provide a lot of healing, and it's important to to book a, a reading with someone who is well-versed in the practice and will be someone who really knows their stuff and can hold space for you because you don't want to go to someone who gives you, um, and this is true of astrology and many other healing modalities, but you know you don't want someone to give you a reading that is focused on something really negative or have it be a real brash statement and then have it affect your life in ways where you hold yourself back or limit yourself based on a reading where you thought something was going to happen. So with tarot, I've found in astrology as well, numerology and a lot of different practices like these, which these are very much intertwined practices, but there's light and dark to all of them, just as there are with, you know, like your sun sign and astrology and all of the different signs is going to be the positive light side and then there's the shadow side. So that's true of tarot. When you look at the imagery of tarot cards, you see light and darkness within the cards. So there's always hope, which I find to be really great when you notice something like like one of the more, more daunting cards can be the Ten of Swords. And it's in my deck, it's kind of funny because this is a modern witch deck. So there's um, a woman on her phone face down on her. Uh, so she's on her phone, on her iPhone, face down, uh, looking at her phone with Ten Swords in her back. And it's mostly dark but then there's like some fun pink and light blue in it so there's just always that dichotomy within the cards that you can find and my friend Blake Baxley is an incredible tarot reader and astrologer and she I remember when I first had a reading with her she mentioned that there's always that dichotomy of light and dark so it's not like you know you're doomed when you get the tarot you know the tower card or the devil card and I actually really I don't always feel this way, but I oftentimes love to see one of those cards because it just, like the death card, for example, I I got that card a lot this year in 2020, and it's usually not denoting a physical death. Sometimes it can, and I've experienced, um, I've known some people close to me this year who have sadly passed away, as many of us have known, and it's been a hard year in that way and in many other ways of loss, be it physical or emotional, mental and the death card I found when I pull that for myself at least and it seems like with some of my friends when they pull that card too it's more of a a transformation and a letting go and a release so it's like Scorpio season in October November was all about that energy you know the death card releasing and clearing space for something new to emerge and that's exciting because that's a space of unknown where you know, we don't have any control. That control is an illusion, and we live in a state of unknown for the most part. And this year has really reminded us of that. And so the death card is just pointing to that transformation. You know, um, we are the butterfly, the caterpillar turning into the butterfly and turning into something new all of the time. And we're not always in a deep transformation state, but that is something we experience usually at least. A little bit throughout the year in some way even if it's just a small less noticeable way and some of us experience it more than others 
So yeah, I've really been enjoying my tarot practice and I think it's helped me to really grapple with some of the changes this year. And even if I see a card that is a little unnerving, I try to look at it from a place of curiosity and hope and just the perspective of, well, what can I learn from this? And what is this pointing to in myself? Like maybe a shadow side of myself that I wasn't willing to look at closely before and it's just illuminating illuminating where the work needs to be done and that's not a bad thing that's a good thing so I think it helps me to be honest with myself and um, I like that about tarot and it's it's fun so you can get a deck for like twenty dollars or less sometimes you can get used decks at Copperfields that's uh, one of my local bookstores in Petaluma but um yeah, you can get them online. It's great to buy from a local store. Another local store I love in Sebastopol in Northern California, which is not too far from Petaluma. It's also in Sonoma County. And it's a store called Milk and Honey. And they also sell items online. So definitely check them out. They have an amazing selection of crystals. They're really helpful there. They have yoni wands and yoni eggs and... They have tarot decks and all sorts of different ritual items and great um, bath items as well. So they're a wonderful resource and it's really important now, I think more than ever. It's always been important, but really right now we need to make sure to support local businesses and uh, Etsy accounts, you know, for local or for small businesses just around the world too. I think it's also really important to mention that when you do a practice like tarot, this is my belief, when you do tarot or oftentimes meditation or embodiment and breathwork practices at home, you want to do something to open and then close the ceremony, the ritual. And so for me, I've found, and this has been something that's been recommended by different healers I've worked with and I've found to be helpful in my own practices is to use Palo Santo and or to use um, ethical white sage to clear the energy of the room and to clear out your aura and your energy field before and then after doing a practice. And and sometimes you can also, when I do, I don't do this every time, but sometimes I'll say something like, in my mind, I'll say, thank you, spirit guides, the highest good truth, love, and compassion. And I'll call in that energy too when I'm closing out uh, practice. And so it's important to, of course, be mindful of the tools that you're using. And we certainly don't want to participate in any kind of cultural appropriation. So it's important to understand where these tools come from and to thank, to properly thank the ancestors who contributed to the um, creation of these tools and to if you're ever doing like a mantra or working with a certain goddess archetype or any energy that is not from your own tradition I think it's important my belief is that it's important to understand where it comes from so that you can pay proper homage to that tradition it's not that you can't embody it and work with it but it's important to understand and not just like whitewash obviously you know these practices it's it's very important and so you need to understand where these tools and resources come from and do the research around that so that you can be mindful and conscious when working with them. 
I hope that you've enjoyed these different ways of connecting to your root chakra, building safety and security within your own body and intuitive sense wherever you are, and also learning about the solar eclipse energy that's coming forth right now. I have received some training in yoga, tarot, and astrology, and in the chakras, but I'm excited to bring on healers and intuitives who are experts in these different modalities in the future. So you can look forward to some yoginis and yoga experts, chakra experts, nutritionists, and people who do this work for a living and really excel at it. You can find me over at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Carly Perkins. I have three different tiers. There's a tier for receiving a couple guided meditations per month, as well as additional resources for healing and wellness tips. And there's another tier that it, uh, includes that and additional podcasts and book recommendations and resources. And a, lastly, a third tier where you will also you get all of that and access to a webinar that I'll release each month just for that level, the highest level. And I'll walk you through a different healing modality like EFT tapping. I've received training in EFT tapping and soon I'll have finished my life coaching certification as well as human design training. And I have received training in astrology. I'm excited to delve deeper into that and potentially receive certification in that as well because I enjoy it so much. And um, hopefully in listening to this podcast, you might want to learn more about these different mystical practices because they are so wonderful and life enhancing. Though I'm also excited to bring on experts in these different fields to dive even deeper with us and help us to understand them in a way that perhaps I don't know yet, which is very possible. So thank you for joining me today. I'm grateful to have had you here with me and I hope that you have a restful day. Be well.